0: Marshall. No writer knew America, loved America, or could write about America better than Samuel Clemens. Even his known to Poon was distinctly American. It was the shout of the leadsmen on the Mississippi River steamers by the Mark Twain, and it meant that the boat had just passed over a shallow and treacherous place and was now in water deep enough, clear enough, and safe enough. One of Mark Twain's best-known and most beloved characters was Tom Sawyer, whose schoolboy adventures are still part of the schooling of every American boy and girl. But did you know that Tom Sawyer grew older and had more adventures and was called upon to solve a murder and save an innocent man from the noose?
1: Tom. Tom, listen. What's that? Look. To the window! All those men headed this way.
2: What did they want? Well,
1: Tom, they say my father killed you, Jubiter Dunlap.
2: Well, now there's no proof.
1: Well, sometimes people get so mad they don't need proof.
2: You stay inside. Stay with your father. Hand me his musket.
1: Yeah, but Tom, there's fifteen, maybe twenty of them.
2: You'd be surprised what one man with one gun
0: can do. <laughs> Our mystery drama, Tom Sawyer, Detective, was adapted from the Mark Twain classic, especially for the Mystery Theater by Sam Dan, and stars Christopher Tabori. It is sponsored in part by Buick Motor Division. I'll be back shortly with Act One. Mark Twain's *The Adventures of Huckleberry Finn*. You will recall that Tom and Huck had some rattling first-rate adventures at Old Uncle Silas's farm in Arkansas. Well, it is now some years later, and Tom is much older, but Tom is still Tom, and Aunt Polly is still Aunt Polly. And when Aunt Polly calls, Tom Sawyer still jumps.
1: Tom? Yes, ma'am. Tom? I reckon you gotta pack up and go down to Arkansas. Your Uncle Silas needs you.
2: Yes, madam
1: There's in considerable trouble down there. They think you'll be a kind of diversion for them. And she just said point blank she won't happen. So he soured on them and they're worried about it. You remember the Dunlaps from when you was down there? Oh, yes,
2: Aunt Polly. As I recall... Brace Dunlap's the richest man in the county, Mm. about 36, a widower, and proud of his money, too. That's right. Everyone's a bit afraid of him. Is he the one Benita said no to?
1: Mm. And I guess it must have set him back some. Well, Silas is trying to soften the blow. I don't follow you, Aunt Polly. He feels he can't afford to have a powerful man like Brace Dunlap mad at him. So he's trying to curry favor by hiring Brace's brother Jupiter to do some work around the farm. How can Uncle Silas afford to hire anybody? He's so hard-pushed and poor as it is. What a name, Jupiter. From what Benita writes, he's sly, lazy, and sneaky. That's right. I remember Jupiter. And I
2: also recall he was a twin. The other brother was named Jake.
1: You mean there's... Three Dunlap for your poor old Uncle Silas to contend with?
2: No, 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 Aunt Polly. We don't have to worry about old Jake Dunlap. He got to robbing and killing, but he escaped from jail, went north somewhere, and
1: nobody's heard from him in years. Everyone says he's probably dead by now. Mm, that's a mercy. The thing that's mostly worrying your cousin, Benita, is the tempers that no-account Jupiter gets your uncle Silas into. Tempers? Mm. Aunt Polly, you must be joking. dear old uncle Silas, why, he don't have any temper? Well, he does now. She says your uncle's a changed man on account of all this quarreling. Everybody blames Silas, because after all, he's a preacher, and he got no call to quarrel in the first place. So he hates to go into the pulpit, he's so ashamed. And folks have begun to cool toward them. All on account of that Dunlap tribe. And the worst of it is... You mean there's more. Poor Benita feels it's her fault. So she's thinking maybe she better marry Brace Dunlap after all. Oh, no, Aunt Polly.
2: We can't let her do
1: that. We just can't.
2: (laughs) I remember my cousin Benita as so sweet and kind. And I remembered Brace Dunlap as so hard and sour. I was sure he'd be cruel to her. I had to put a stop to this. How? Maybe when I'd get there, I'd figure out a plan. Well, the trip began lucky enough. I caught a steamer headed all the way down the lower Mississippi, so I wouldn't have to change at St. Louis. And it was a quiet enough trip till we stopped at some little one-horse town just below the Arkansas line. And I seen these two men come aboard. One was very tall, the other was very short, but both looked powerful and mean. I noticed they stood by the rail and just stared at everybody on board. Now they're looking for someone, I said to myself, and I believe that someone ain't going to be happy to see them. But it was clear they weren't looking for me, so I went below to my cabin and I closed the door. I was about to strike a light When I heard a sound There was no mistaking that sound Nothing in this world sounds exactly like it It was a pistol being cocked Don't strike a light You're holding the trump card in your hand, mister What are you aiming on doing? I'm aiming on staying in here For how long? But I don't have to ask I know What do you know? You're hiding from the two men on deck, the tall one and the... How would you know? I figured it out. How? Well, it's truth, ain't it? But I'm stumped. Why? I never forget a voice once I heard it. And I heard yours once before. You you could be mistaken. And I never forget a face, neither. And now that my eyes are accustomed to the dark, I know yours. Who, Who do you think I am? That's just the trouble. You can't be that person Why not? Because right now that person's down on a farm in Arkansas What's that person's name? That person's name is Jupiter Dunlap Jupiter Dunlap? (laughs) I ain't Jupiter Dunlap Then if you ain't Jupiter You gotta be the twin Jake Jake Dunlap That's who you are Shh, don't talk so loud And don't mention that name you want to get me killed? Then you aren't dead. No, no, I ain't dead. <laughs> Not yet. Though I'm coming powerful close. You gotta help me out. Why? Because I'm in trouble. I know that. Why should I help you? Your brother Brace lordin' it all over everybody. Oh, body. that's Brace. That ain't me. I never done you no harm, nor your Uncle Silas neither, and I'll never do you none so long as God's in heaven. Now, give me a hand and save my life. Why did those two want to kill you? Well, you see, it was a confidence game. The three of us played it on a jewelry shop in St. Louis. Jewel things? Now, wait. listen to what we done. We dressed up fine and we ordered the diamonds sent around to the hotel for us to see if we wanted to buy. And while you were examining them, you had paste counterfeits already... And it was the counterfeits that went back to the shop when you said the diamonds weren't quite fine enough. Say, are you in the trade? What were they worth? 12000 And you got away with them? Clean. Only trouble was, you see, we each had the same notion. What notion? To rob the others. What? If that isn't the Arnie's most low down. Well, maybe yes, maybe no. But the long and the short of it is that I was able to sneak off with the diamonds and... <laughs> Uh, they've been hot on my trail. And now that trail comes to an end. No, it ain't. Now, you swore you'd help me get away. I swore no such thing. Oh, you got to help me. Can't leave them two cutthroats to kill me. Oh, that's no way to talk about your pal. I'll do anything you say. Give back them diamonds. Give back the diamonds? Yes, to the jewelry store. I, I can't return the diamonds. Why not? Because I ain't got them. I lost them. You expect me to believe that? You gotta believe it. I lost them. Oh, sure. It's true. Look, if I still had them diamonds, would I be running for my life like this? Oh, look, if you don't believe I'm telling the truth, search me. Go ahead. Go through all my clothes. Look at my bag. All right. How can I help you? All right. Now, go ashore. Get me some other clothes. Okay, I'll get you one of those new stovepipe hats yeah. and a pair of plaid breeches. And yeah. maybe green and black. That'll do it. A cotton velvet waistcoat, some goggles, yeah. some whiskers and well, goggles. Yeah. Now, that should get me off the boat. Oh. Well, let's say it does. Where do you go then? I mean, where could you hide? Uh, I'll go home. They all think I'm dead. My brother Brace will take me in. I'll be all disguised. No one will recognize me. Yeah, but there's one little thing. What's that? Won't people notice that you sound like Jupiter and want to make them think that the other twin that's supposed to be dead, but maybe he's not? Now you are a sharp one. Yeah, me and Jupiter, we do have the exact same identical voices. I'll have to play deaf and dumb. That'll do it. Okay, you be calm. You stay hidden here, and I'll go for those clothes. Calm? I can never be calm again as long as I live. That's what a life of crime will do. Take my advice, son. Never get mixed up in it. But I was mixed up in it. Somehow. The steamboat was tied up at the dock for repairs. So I had plenty of time to go into the town and buy the clothes Jake Dunlap needed. The goggles and the whiskers weren't easily come by, but finally I had everything, and I headed back for the boat. I took my bundle and went down to my cabin.
1: Hey, <laughs> <laughs>
2: these clothes will do me fine. And see how they fit. Yeah. Why, well, you'd look just like a lecture on spiritualism. <laughs> I'd done some of that in my time. I could even hold a seance when but I Wait a in. minute, you're supposed to be deaf and dumb, you remember? Oh, 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 yeah, so I am, so I am. <laughs> And I even got you these boots here. Oh, no, 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 thanks. I'm going to keep these shoes. But everyone wears boots where you're going. I got very tender feet. And the shoes I got suit me fine. Well, time I was leaving the boat. Where are my old pals? Standing at the rail. Uh, Would anyone recognize me? They might recognize your shoes. Oh, no danger of that. Everybody wears shoes like these in St. Louis son. You've been an angel of mercy to a poor old sinner like me. I'll see you in Arkansas. Oh, I won't let on. And I won't say a word. if is how I'm supposed to be deaf and dumb. Well, you just remember who helped you. Uncle Silas's nephew. I never forget a friend. And you might let your brother, Brace Dunlap, know. And are you sure you won't take these boots? Nope, no, nope, no, nope, no, thanks. Well, then I guess this is goodbye. I walk out on deck with you. That is... Well, if you're ready to go. Ready now as I'll ever be. (laughs) And he was. Them outlandish clothes seemed to put a whole new spirit into him. He walked out on the deck with a strong, purposeful stride. Like a man who had a mission to perform. He made his way toward the gangplank, where the two men were standing and looking everyone over. He nodded at them, And they stopped and stared at him. Oh, I had an anxious couple of seconds. But they didn't tumble. And in a minute, he was off the boat and lost in the crowd on the dock. I must say, he pulled it off in style. I stood there and watched. And I held the boots in my hand. The boots he would refused to take because he insisted he didn't need them. I wish I'd known then what I learned later that the boots would be the means of helping to save my Uncle
0: Silas's life. Tom Sawyer, detective. And you must admit that Tom attracts danger and adventure just by, well, just by breathing. Just by walking into a room. I mean, most people go on an ordinary steamboat ride and all they get to see is the scenery. How many folks do you know who go on a boat ride and find themselves smack in the middle of a jewel robbery? And just think, we haven't even arrived at Uncle Silas's yet. Well, we complete that part of this adventurous journey when I return in just a few moments with Act Two. Sawyer is bound for his uncle Silas's farm at Arkansas to help Silas and his family through some rough sledding. The problem seems to be a wealthy farmer named Brace Dunlap who wants to marry Tom's pretty young cousin Benita, but these things take two, and Benita isn't having any. As you've already heard, by a coincidence, Tom has helped save the life of Brace Dunlap's brother Jake. Will this change Brace's attitude? You know perfectly well it won't. Brace wants Benita. And Brace is a man who gets what he wants.
1: I
2: believe I already told you Jake Dunlap got off the boat safe enough and gave his pals the slip. We were supposed to sail within the hour. But just as we were building up steam... We blew a bolt head or, or a cylinder head. I never did get it straight. And we were stuck there three more days till they fixed it. So it was well over a week later when I arrived. Benita was waiting for me at the dock. I'd forgotten how pretty she was. But she looked so worried.
1: I'm so sorry, Tom. Forgive me.
2: For what, Benny?
1: For it's three miles. We have to walk it. I couldn't even come for you in the horse and wagon.
2: Oh, I don't mind. And
1: poor Caesar, he went lame. We can't afford a new horse. If these were the other times, the neighbor would be glad to lend us one, but these are new times, Tom. Bad times.
2: Brace Dunlap?
1: Brace Dunlap. Hmm. Papa tries to be nice to him, but it doesn't work. Ever made Uncle
2: Sars think he could mollify Brace by giving work to that no-account Jupiter?
1: You know, Papa, he thinks that by doing a kind deed, you appeal to a person's better nature. And the trouble is, Brace Dunlap just don't have a better nature. I know that's a hard thing to say, especially for a preacher's daughter.
2: But it's the truth.
1: I was willing to give up. I said I'd marry Brace, but Papa said he wouldn't hear of it. And he's turned Papa into a nervous, angry, hateful person. Tom, what am I going to do? I want to save Papa.
2: Oh, well, we'll think of something. We kept walking along till I seen a paper posted on a tree by the side of the road. First, I thought it was a poster for a runaway slave. But then... When I stopped to look, I saw it was something else entirely. $2,000 reward for the information leading to the arrest and conviction of three men who stole two rare gems from a St. Louis jewelry store or for the recovery of the jewels.
1: Oh, I wish I could find those gems, Tom. $2,000. It's
2: a lot of money.
1: Oh, that could make Papa independent. He wouldn't have to fear any man.
2: Sometime, Benny, when all this is over, I'm going to tell you a story about those gems.
1: Why, Tom... What do you know about stolen jewels? Oh,
2: stupid oh wait a minute. You oh, <laughs> hear a Here voice?
1: Oh, yes. No, no, it's Papa. You see, off in the fields there, he's yelling at Jupiter, Jupiter, Jupiter again.
2: Say, it looks like he's <gasps> fixing to do more than nothing just yell.
1: Yeah. Oh, he's picked up a, a stick. stick. We have to stop him. Picking, Papa, Papa, no. Papa, don't me. You ought to be lucky I don't Papa, no, Papa, please. Stay out of this, Benny. Papa won't. Papa, look, here's
2: Tom Sawyer. He's come to visit. Hello, Uncle Silas. Tom Sawyer? Who's Tom Sawyer?
1: Papa, you know Tom.
2: Don't you remember me, Uncle Silas? Uh, uh, Tom, oh, yes, Tom. Lord bless you, Tom. Uh, I ain't very well these days, and I think my memory's gone. Tom, I was a praying to the good Lord for a true help in my hour of need. And he sent you.
1: Are you all right now, Papa?
2: I know the Lord is displeased with me, children. Displeased with you, Uncle Silas? Oh, Papa, not with you. Yes, he's trying me the way he tried Job. Jupiter is my affliction. And I cannot abide him. I look at him... He stands there shaking, nervous, his hands keep running across his face. And he talks like a fool, and he behaves even worse. And the terrible thing is, I want to kill him. Papa. Now, Uncle Silas, you can't mean that. Yes. I actually and truly wish to take the life of a fellow human being, me, who always considered himself a man of God... I'm being punished for my evil thoughts, children.
1: Punished. Come home, Papa. You'll feel better for a nice hot supper.
2: No, child. I'll never feel better again. But he did. It takes a real strong bad mood to withstand homemade hot biscuits and fried chicken and pie. I swear... Even if Benny didn't have the looks, men would still want to marry her for her cooking. Well, Uncle Silas's spirits were raised up again when suddenly there was a knock on the door. And it was Brace Dunlap. Right off, I could see the resemblance to Jake and Jupiter. But he was younger, better looking. And he had something neither of them had. A cruel, mean look around the mouth. But he did talk nice and pleasant. Good evening. I'm sorry to interrupt you folks.
1: Good evening. Will you join us at supper?
2: I wish I could, Miss Benita, but uh, I'm worried about my brother. Are you? I expected him home over two hours ago. Uh, Would you know perhaps what might have kept him, Reverend? How would I know? Am I your brother's keeper? Papa. Sorry I disturbed you. It's getting dark now. I, I better go out and look for him. Jupiter! 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 C- can you hear me? Now, where can that fool... Trees, well, come on out. What are you doing there, Brace? Come here, come here. <laughs> I, I I got something to show you. Now, now, Jupiter, it's late and I ain't had my supper. Jake is here, Brace. Brother Jake himself. What? Well, what are you talking about? Come here, come here. Uh, now look, it, it's, oh, Jack, yeah. He's dead. Yeah, Jupiter. What happened here? Well. I was coming toward home, Brace, and I seen this fellow with with a beard and goggles and and this outlandish hat and and these funny clothes, and he was running and running, and there was these two fellas chasing after him. Which two fellas? i never seen him before, but one was kind of tall, and finally, finally they caught up with him, and there was all kinds of yelling and fighting, and they killed him. What did you do? Well, they they was most awful, mean-looking fellas, so I hid behind a tree. Well, I was scared they'd kill me, too. Well, after they killed him, they searched through all his clothes. And then they ran away. And then I seen it was... It was Jake. Jake? Yeah, and all this time we thought poor Jake was dead. Yeah. And so everybody else. Well, had not we better tell the sheriff, Brace? Yeah, l- 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 let me study this. Jake's been killed. Sh- shouldn't them that murdered him be punished? You, you're dead right. Just uh, just let me keep thinking. Well, what's to think about? Well, poor Jake's death should be a lesson to all who presume to violate the law. He lived by the sword and he died by the sword, so to speak. Yeah. I-, I don't follow this. But... Well, put on the whiskers and the goggles. What? What, Just do as I say, nothing. Now, there. Now, no one would ever dream you was Jupiter Dunlap. You you just take off your clothes and and put them on poor old Jake. And and you put on Jake's clothes. Why? And we'll bury Jake. Bury him? Nobody knows about Jake except you and me. And them there two fellas, and, well, they're long gone. They ain't gonna say nothing. But we, we just can't go... I mean, we have to tell the sheriff. We will, in good time. Meanwhile, uh, you, poor old Jupiter Dunlap, you will have disappeared. Me? But why? Because we're going to let on that it was you that was murdered. Me? Murdered? Why? By who? By who? By Uncle Silas. Why? Because <laughs> he hates you. Well,. Well, he don't really hate me. He just... I'm doing the thinking, Jupiter. And at the right time, the body will be discovered. And everyone will think it's you. And we'll even have witnesses to say Uncle Silas killed you. What happens to me? Well, you're some poor stranger who's wandered around these parts. And and you can stay with me because I'm such a charitable person. Oh, Hey, won't everyone know who I am? You're wearing a disguise, remember? Oh, okay. Hey, but but, but what? But everyone knows my voice. Oh. Uh, you ain't altogether a dummy. Wait. That's it? Th- the answer. That's what you are. A dummy. You're deaf and dumb. That's perfect. Now remember, you mustn't say a single solitary word,
1: ever. <laughs> Farnsworth. Morning, Benny. Well, come on in. Sit a spell? Oh, thank you. Uh, this here's my cousin Tom Sawyer from Missouri. How
2: do you do, son? It's a fine state, Missouri. Thanks, sir. Is uh, your pa about, Benny?
1: Oh, he's off somewhere, Judge. You want I should find him?
2: Well, no. I might just as well talk to you. Benny, uh, <clears throat> have you seen Jupiter Dunlap?
1: No,
2: Judge. He's been missing almost a week now.
1: He we ain't shown up here.
2: There's talk going around about the village.
1: What kind of talk?
2: Talk that your pa murdered Jupiter Dunlap.
1: Oh, but that ain't true.
2: How do we know Jupiter's been murdered, Judge? You don't have a corpus delecti. I see you know your law, son, but uh, still the talk is getting powerfully strong.
1: It's that brace, Dunlap. He'll do anything to hurt Papa.
2: But the fact is, Jupiter has disappeared.
1: Oh, Judge, what are we going to do?
2: I thought you might help.
1: Me? What well, can I...
2: Oh, do you believe your pa is... Well, could he actually have killed Jupiter?
1: Judge!
2: Did he ever threaten to kill Jupiter
1: Dunlap? No. Oh. Well, I... Yes? Well, you see, Jupiter drove Papa out of his wits.
2: All right. That's what I want to hear. Why? But I'm a friend of your pa's. And if matters should ever arrive there, and I'm not saying they will, that should be the defense his lawyer should plead.
1: His lawyer? Well, oh, but, Judge...
2: And don't you ever breathe a word that I've been here and talked about it. You understand? <laughs> now... Good day to you both.
1: Oh, Tom.
2: I can't believe it. Would Brace Dunlap murder his own brother just so he could lay the blame on Uncle Silas?
1: He'd do anything. He's... He's a devil. He's fixing to have Papa hang. Oh,
2: no, no, no. Wait, Benny. He'd
1: stop at nothing.
2: Maybe Jupiter just ran off oh, and...
1: Tom, you can't let him hang Papa... You can't. Oh, promise me you'll save him.
2: Well, well, now, now, sure, Benny. I promise.
0: Well, all of you who've read the Mark Twain story, and even those of you who haven't, know that the worst is about to happen. And how does Tom propose to handle it? Well... Would Mark Twain fail to give one of his favorite characters an inspiration in time of need? You know he wouldn't. So you'll be here when Act Three arrives in just a few moments. Well, here we are in a backwoods Arkansas town Sometime around 1840 or so. And Uncle Silas is being drawn further and further into a lethal web by clever and vindictive Brace Dunlap. All Uncle Silas has on his side is Tom Sawyer. But right now, Tom doesn't have any idea of how to help. Things were getting no
2: better. Somebody was spreading rumors about how Uncle Silas must have murdered Jupiter Dunlap. A lot Brace. Oh no, Brace never said one word. But he must have took care that others did. And there was a lot of hot feeling. Poor Uncle Silas. Nobody at all ever came to hear him preach on Sunday anymore. And then Afternoon, Miss Benny. Uh would your father be at home?
1: Yes that
2: with you? Oh, uh, this fella, you mean? Well, uh, I don't know his name exactly. He's a he's a deaf mute. Uh, can't speak nor hear. <laughs> Poor soul. Came wandering through town, all ragged and hungry. So uh, I've been giving him a place to sleep and his meals. By George, the fellow was wearing the very getup I'd bought for Jake Dunlap. The stovepipe hat, The plaid pants, the waistcoat, the goggles, the whiskers. That's who it was. Jake Dunlap. Silas, I come here on a most important matter. You have? You know, Silas, that I've got money and property. And I mean to do very good by Benita. Not another word. What have you got against me? You're a mean, cruel, evil-minded man. But nobody else thinks so. I don't care what other folks think. I know better. Look at me. How charitable I am, I've taken this poor, afflicted soul into my own home. Brace Dunlap, leave my house. Uh, shouldn't we ask Benny what she thinks? Benny's
1: just a child. Papa, I... Well, maybe... I, well, I've been considering... There. Never, never. You ain't gonna
2: throw your life away on a corrupt, vicious person like Brace Dunlap because you're feeling sorry for me. I won't allow it. Now you, Brace up, get, get, before I take down my flintlock. No, 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 now, 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 Uncle Silas, now, Uncle Silas, there's no need to get excited. Here. You hear me, Brace Dunlap? Get, and do your worst. Brace. How long did I have to wear these clothes and let on to be deaf and dumb? Quite a while, Jupiter, for quite a while. It ain't no fun keeping my mouth shut. If that stupid old Silas had seen reason, you could have just reappeared and said you'd simply run off for a bit. But this way, I'm afraid you'll have to be dead forever. Forever? I think it's high time the body was found. What? The body of Jupiter Dunlap. Murdered in cold blood by old Uncle Silas. But what's going to become of me? You just play deaf and dumb for a while, and sooner or later, I'll think of something.
1: Tom, I'm scared. Folks are talking against Papa something fierce. Oh, but now there's no proof. Oh, that don't matter to them. They think Papa killed Jupiter just because they want to. But everybody can see it's Brace behind it all. Oh, folks see what they want to see. And they see how nice and kind Brace Dunlap is to this. This poor, afflicted dummy. And, and they keep saying what a kind, generous man Brace Dunlap is. Ain't it a pity about his poor brother?
2: I don't know what they can do.
1: Oh, folks can get ugly sometimes, Tom. Listen. Who's there? Uh, look out the window, Tom. Oh, look. It's a whole gang of men with dogs, and they're headed this way.
2: Where's your Uncle Silas?
1: Asleep. You
2: go stay with him. No time. You do as I tell you now.
1: Stay with Uncle Silas.
2: What happens in a thing like this is that one man with a gun can change a lot of people's minds. Lots of folks just get swept away by excitement of being part of a mob but they calm down quick enough if they see a gun on the other side. I took Uncle Silas's old musket off the wall and stood outside the door and waited. There was maybe 15 or 20 men and they were led by Brace Dunlap. Evening. Evening? What can I do for you, gentlemen? Is your Uncle Silas at home? And what if he is... I'm sure he'd like to join us. Doing what? Well, to, uh, help clear up some rumors. What sort of rumors? Oh, about my brother Jupiter being dead. How? Well, if Jupiter's dead, uh, there's got to be a body, don't there? That would seem to make sense. So, uh, all the neighbors volunteered to pitch in with their hounds to search. Uh, We'll settle this thing once and for all if, uh we don't find the body, it'll mean poor old Jupiter just run off somewhere. I see. Uh, We figured Silas as a neighbor would uh, like to lend a hand. Well, Uncle Silas ain't feeling too good. Mind if I take his place? Oh, not at all. That should have warned me something was off. But what could I have done about it? I could see Brace drawing the noose tighter and tighter. Somehow I knew they would manage to find the body. But one thing I couldn't understand. Would Brace go so far as to murder Jupiter just to have revenge on Silas? Here! Here! It's here! This heap of fresh-looking dirt! I turned it over! And all my land, look! It's Jupiter! Yes! Yes! Yes, it's it's my brother Jupiter. Those are his clothes. You can
1: see it's Jupiter. It's
2: true. Silas must have killed him. And now you see here, Mister. I was walking through the woods. It was maybe a week ago. I seen Silas and Jupiter. Silas was a hollering at him. Silas was saying, "I'll kill you." And I seen him pick up a stick, a heavy stick, at oh, on! Oh, Now, nobody's got a right to take the law in his own hands. We're all civilized people. Now, let's show this gentleman visiting from St. Louis how fair-minded we are. Right. Let's see that Uncle Silas gets a
1: trial! Yeah, he's right. Tom? Betty,
2: in a couple of minutes... The sheriff will be here.
1: The sheriff? Why?
2: They found Jupiter Dunlap's body. Oh, no. They're convinced Uncle Silas did it. Did what, Tom? What?
1: Papa, they found Jupiter's body.
2: Oh, did they?
1: Papa, somebody killed him.
2: I know, I know. I killed him.
1: Oh, no, Papa. I
2: did it. I hit him a good lick and I killed him. Oh,
1: no, you didn't. Now, hold
2: on, Uncle Silas. Somebody buried him. Who? Me? I killed him, and then I shoveled him under. Uncle Silas, you did no such thing. I did. And I'll swear to it on the Bible in a court of law. The judge wanted to appoint a counsel for Uncle Silas. But Benny insisted I should be it. Which, according to the law, was legal. And I tell you, there was nothing I could do. I was stumped. I couldn't trap that witness. I was walking in the woods that evening, and I seen Uncle Silas. Now, if it was the evening, how could you see? It was early evening, about four o'clock. Wouldn't that be the afternoon? In these parts, we call that the evening. I was getting nowhere. I couldn't shake his story. He had seen Uncle Silas beat Jupiter. He had heard Uncle Silas threaten to kill him. You could hear folks muttering against poor Uncle Silas. But the worst part of it came when. Tom Sawyer, as counsel for the defendant, is there any evidence you wish to present? Well, now, Your Honor. No! Don't listen to no one else. I confess. I killed him. Order! 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 Before I clear the court. I killed him. I'm guilty. I never wanted to harm a living creature. But suddenly, all the wrongs his brother Brace done me come to my mind. All the insults that man, that scoundrel there, his brother, had put upon me. How they plotted to ruin my poor family. Now! No, 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 now! Now I've got it! Sit down, Uncle Silas. Sit down! A murder was done, but you never had a hand in it. Your Honor, may I speak? Please. For two weeks or so now, there's been a handbill offering $2,000 reward for diamonds stolen in St. Louis. What does this have to do with the murder? Everything. The night of the killing, the man who stole them diamonds was just running through the woods, chased by two others. Who were they? His pals, whom he had betrayed. Well, they caught up with him and killed him. But you still haven't explained why... They left his body in the woods and ran off. Sometime later, two other men came across that body. And do you know what they did? One of them changed clothes with the corpse. From stove, pop, hat, all the way down to shoes. How can you make that statement, Tom? I'll go further. That man that put on the dead man's clothes and disguised himself as the dead man was Jupiter Dunlap himself. But Jupiter Dunlap's dead. No. The man that's dead is Jake Dunlap, the long-lost twin brother. And who do you think is the man that buried him? Brace Dunlap. Your Honor, that's a lie. Am I to be slandered? Wait, I can prove it. I can prove it. And who do you think is this idiot with the goggles and the whiskers, letting on to be deaf and dumb? It's Jupiter Dunlap himself.
1: No. Will you take
2: off them whiskers, Jupiter? Or should the sheriff do it? My boy, this is remarkable. This deduction on your part. You haven't seen any of these events, and yet you describe them so perfectly. Case dismissed. Uh, A moment, Your Honor. One moment. One moment, Your Honor. There's a thief in the house. A thief? Uh, Yes, sir. And he's got $12,000 worth of stolen diamonds. Point him out. It's the late dead man here. Jupiter Dunlap. That's a lie. I never did steal any diamonds. He did steal the diamonds. But he didn't know it. You see, when he changed clothes with Jake... The diamonds went along. But didn't those men who killed him take the diamonds? I offered on the steamboat to buy Jake Dunlap a pair of new boots. But he insisted on wearing his old shoes. Why? And suddenly it came to me. He must have hidden the diamonds in him. Where? In the heel. Where else? I borrowed a screwdriver and unscrewed Jupiter's heel. And sure enough, There was those two big diamonds, and they took everyone's breath away. Poor Jupiter. (laughs) He was sick. Had he only known, he could have gone away and been rich. I shall keep these and notify the owners. And it will be a real pleasure to turn over the reward money to you, Tom Sawyer. You have earned the deepest and most sincere thanks of this community... For lifting a wronged and innocent family out of ruin and saving an honorable man from a felon's death. Oh, thank you, Judge. But anyone could have done it.
0: Well, wouldn't you know that Tom turned over the reward money to Uncle Silas and Benita? And he helped nurse Uncle Silas back to health. And the whole town would gather every Sunday to hear Uncle Silas preach. And the entire family was happy as birds. Who says Mark Twain didn't write happy endings? We'll have more to say in just a few moments. We still have Brace Dunlap's. And we will also have our Uncle Silas's. The question is will we always have enough Tom Sawyers to right the balance? Tom Sawyer was a hero. Perhaps the word hero is somewhat out of fashion these days, and perhaps we're too sophisticated for genuine heroes. But who do we have to replace them? Our cast included Christopher Tabori, Paul Hecht, Evie Jester, Bob Caliban, and Gilbert Mack. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. And now, a preview of our next tale. No, these paintings are not mine. Oh, uh, Who is to know the
1: difference? They're the work of François Millet. Must we discuss that? tiresome, Millet. You
2: see how each painting bears his hallmark, his unique style? These things are lost
1: on me. I know nothing of art.
2: Oh, isn't there anything you could do to help me, Len?
1: Oh, sit beside me, and we can talk more comfortably.
2: Uh, Yes, yes. No, no, surely there's something you could do for him. Why? Well, because one day he would be A glory
1: to France. Oh, monsieur, you're an Englishman. Yes? Why should you worry about the glory of France? Well, the the glory of the world. Oh, well, I see we must uh, decently dispose of Millet. There's only one way I could hope to help him. Oh, how? He would have to be dead.
0: This is E.G. Marshall inviting you to return to our mystery theater for another adventure in the macabre. Until next time, pleasant dream.